is a blue. You're listening to Three Valleys Radio. Welcome to our In Conversation program. Every week we talk to a sporting personality to find out just what makes them tick. From their early childhood, to their professional career, to their musical tastes. We cover it all. So sit back and enjoy as we talk to this week's special guest. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Good evening and welcome to In Conversation. Oh, this week on In Conversation, we're off on safari. We're off to Cairns in Western Australia to chat to a former Yeovil Town player who has now made a very successful career for himself over in Australia with a soccer academy. And I'm talking about Jamie Goss. Right, well, um, good morning to me. Uh, must be good evening to you, is it, uh, Jamie? It is, mate, yeah. It's about nine o'clock, I think. Oh, time. Um, right. yeah. Late. Well, I'm sorry to keep you up at night. <laughs> but, um, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is none other than Jamie Goslin. Now, to those of you who don't know Jamie Goslin, Jamie uh, used to play football, amongst others, for Oval Town back in 2003-04. He has now moved to Australia, to Cairns, correct? Yes, that's right. Um, and he's, he's making uh, an absolute fortune, according to the internet. So, uh, and he's opened up a football academy. But before we get to that, Jamie, um, let's let's go back to the very early days when uh, you and I were were nothing but little little sprogs. Um, yeah. You were born in nineteen eighty two in Bath. Um, and it looks like you joined Team Bath in 2000. Does that sound about right? Was that their academy? Um, it's a bit like an academy. Basically, basically, it's for players that have come out of a pro club. I didn't, didn't sign professional at a pro club. It's like a sort of second chance sort of academy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Only full time and you play um, in the local league. Um, but yeah, it was good. Run by Paul Tisdale. He's now doing very well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it says here, because I've got Wikipedia. I've got all your details on Wikipedia. Um, which are always, right. bear in mind, they're always wrong on Wikipedia. Whenever I use Wikipedia, it's always wrong. Um, but it says here that you played 56 times for Bath City between the years 2000 and 2003. Does that, that sound about right to you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Sounds yeah. about right. Scoring nine goals. Is that all? I think it's more than that. Yeah, well, yeah I, to- <laughs> I told you it's Wikipedia, it's wrong. It's wrong. But um, and then then that's basically when suddenly uh, you and I sort of touched base for the first time because I was working for Yeovil Town as a media officer and you rolled in as a, a new player, which Gary Gary Johnson signed. What can you remember about yeah. that that time at Yeovil? Um, yeah, I remember it being um, their first year in the football league. They just got promoted. I went to quite a few clubs on a good years at Bath City. Um, 
playing playing well and getting attention of quite a few uh, local sort of league clubs like Bristol Rovers. I was going to have a trial there. I had a trial at Cheltenham Town. Uh, Yeovil was an option. I had about four, basically four or five options. Swansea was another one. But I ended up going on trial to Yeovil in that summer, and I just loved it. I loved loved the place, loved the feel. Uh, I, was, I was there all all preseason. Went on the Belgium tour with them, and then I was there, I was their first signing in the football league. I was yeah. the first signing at Yeovil. So you so, yeah. uh, you went on. So you went to um, Antwerp then when we stayed over there. Yes, went to the, on the Antwerp tour. It was great. Yeah, yeah, and that was when we stayed in that that great sort of sports complex place. Yeah. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Because um, yeah. if you remember at the time, um, oh, what are they called now? I just had them on the tip of my tongue. Is it, uh, um, Galatasaray. They were staying there at the time, if you remember. Yeah, yeah they, they were, yeah. And they were quite a big ti- uh, big team at the time, you know. Anyway, so uh, you're at Yeovil, and uh, you played 13 times at Yeovil. Uh, did I remember it? Uh, did you? Yeah, you did play in in the uh, the the very first game against Rochdale on that steaming hot day. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And I remember it. One, I think we won two 0 I think Kevin Gould scored, and I think Lee Johnson. I think yeah, it was a good. It was a great game. It was, it was, like I said, it was very hot, but it was a brilliant yeah. great performance. We start to our league campaign, and yeah, things were looking very positive. I think really. it's. I think it's actually the first time I've ever taken photographs with my shorts on. So uh, if that was enough to put you off and stir you into action, you did well, really. Um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> uh, you didn't stay that long at Yeovil. Any particular reason for that? I mean, was it just that you moved on and you didn't get enough games or what? I think so. I, mean, I think it was basically I went, I went on loan to order shots uh, at the end of the year. And then I think that was Gary Johnson said to me that he thinks that they're definitely going to offer me a, a contract and stuff. And that, um, yeah, at this stage, me also basically moved on moved on to um actually ended up playing for Torquay I ended up signing for Torquay in mm-hmm. League One which was a good, quite a good move yeah um but yeah no it was, it was no no hard feelings as I say it was just it just didn't really work out as well as I'd hoped he, he did I did I did plan to be there for at least four or five years really I love I love the club I love, love being there yeah I love the whole thing my, my first pro pro contract but um wasn't to be I guess well it's it's as you say, it's football. It happens all the time, doesn't it? Really, um, and then and it's it's kind of ironic, isn't it? You end up at Torquay at the time, uh, and of course now Gary Johnson's the manager at Torquay, but uh, not not then, obviously, but uh, now, yeah, you know, which is kind of kind of yeah. ironic, really. Well, time now for our first musical interlude, which are tracks chosen by our uh, guest of the day. And the first one is by Men at Work, and it's called uh, Down Under. Or maybe it's Down Under and Men at Work, I can't remember, but I remember the song. Travelling in a fighter combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover Thank you. 
Well, that was, we've decided, Down Under by Men at Work. Right. Um, so, you end up at Torquay. We're still in 2004. Uh, you only played seven yeah. games there. What, what happened there? Um, well, I was, I was in a very good midfield as Alex Russell. He's now working, actually now coaching for me out here in, in Australia. But he, we had a very good midfield, Kevin Hill. and I, was, I started off really well. I went there. I feel like you're over, I started off the first seven or eight games I played in the League One. And then I just kind of lost... Lost my position. I can't remember what happened. I can't, I can't remember if someone came in, but and ended up going back to. I think went back to Bath in the end. Uh, someone look on the list. No, you went to Woking then. That's right. I went to Woking. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah better than me. Um, no, I basically stopped. Didn't play for a while, and then I needed to sort of move on. So I ended up going back home to uh, to Bath and ended up signing for Woking. Not not long after. Right. And sort yeah. of similar there. Really, you, you played eight games for Woking, but. Clearly, things didn't work out quite as well as you would have hoped because you you obviously moved on fairly quickly from there. Yeah, a few clubs keep moving on, but yeah, I've had a sort of it does happen. Seems to be a bit of a, a trend where I start from well, start from, yeah. I guess I get complacent. I was quite once I was a lazy player, but I kind of I never really I don't know. I always kind of thought my talent would see me through. I never worked hard enough at my at the game at my game. Probably it wasn't just wasn't natural to me to 
I don't know, to be desperate. I guess I wasn't desperate enough. Yeah. I didn't want it enough. Well, yeah. certainly you, you've proved differently now, but anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, you played eight games for Woking, didn't score any goals. Next up was Forest Green Rovers. Um, what, what what happened there? How'd you get on there? Um, yeah, it was right. <laughs> Similar story. Yeah. Um, started this league campaign. We did we did well in the conference. It was full time. It was under Gary Hours, who was a good manager. Um, and then I was playing. Yeah, so I was playing quite regularly. And then suddenly I just come out of favour. Really. Yeah. I think he. Remember what happened, but yeah, basically I was, he had me playing midfield to start with. Then I ended up going to right back, which I didn't really. I've never been a right back in my life, but he played me right back for a while. and didn't really like it. I think I had a bit of an argument with him, and I never really got. That was it. I think I kind of never really got back in. Mm. I guess that's the way. You know, the, the number of interviews I've done with ex-footballers that have been, you know, if your face doesn't fit, all of a sudden that's it, really, and it doesn't matter, you know, what you do or say. If your face doesn't fit, move on. You know. Uh, I mean, Lee Johnson was a prime yeah. example of that. Yeah, I think one... he had a sim- yeah. he had a yeah. similar situation at Arsenal, but you know, face didn't fit and moved really... on. Yeah, it happens a lot. The football's very fickle and very sort of cutthroat business. Really, it's just not not much not much um, security or sort of loyalty anyway. Really, I think once you yeah, yeah. once you're out of favour, you're out. Time to time to leave and move on. Yeah, it's very. That's right. That's right. So then, so then you went to Hungerford Town in two thousand six, and suffered a collapsed lung in March two thousand and seven. That was yeah. a bit careless of you, wasn't it? It was during. The, I just scored a goal as well. I just scored a really good goal uh, yeah. during the game, um, and then suddenly I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I just felt like I was having a heart. I actually thought I was having a heart attack. And I just yeah. felt this sort of pain in my arm and chest, and then I just yeah went to hospital. And then yeah, my lung collapsed. Yeah, not great. So, um, you know, a bit of Christian Erickson there, really, by the sound of it, doesn't it? <laughs> it was similar. Yeah, it was. Apparently it happened, it's called a spontaneous thorax. Apparently it happens to a lot of tall athletic men. But, really? Um, yeah, it was very fit. That. I was very fit, and obviously it wasn't something I expected to happen, and then just it just came on, and I was mm. in the hospital for about a week, two weeks. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, nasty yeah. business then. But um, apparently, when you were at Hungerford, you played with Charlie Austin. I did, yeah. Very good friends with Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still yeah. do you still keep in contact with him? Yeah, we do. We speak now and again. Yeah, we do. We speak to him um, via social media and stuff. And yeah, he did a little. My when I first started my academy, he did like a little a little um, chat. He's actually gone gone on to say a few times that I was the best player he's played with outside of pro football, outside outside the sort of league football. Oh, that's all um, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've always had a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, funnily enough, I've done done one of these with Charlie because he's also got an interest in horse racing, and so have I. And we do a, a, a pretty strong um, ra- racing show every week, and uh, we, we did him on there. He was he was good company, actually, very good company. So uh, um, uh, you obviously found that as well, really. More music now. Now this next one is by a gentleman called uh, Master KG, and it's called Jerusalem. But it's it's South African apparently. I think it's brilliant. Um, really like it. See what you think. <laughs> Bye. 
make it out then a little bit of south african music for you from master kg and it's called jerusalem i think it's great i really do anyway then you rejoined yeah. bath in 2008 but left again yeah. in november it's definitely more uh, more yeah. clubs than jack nicholas this is isn't it ain't hey, let's be honest yeah i've had a lot of clubs yeah a lot of movement just i sort of get settled and then i just seem to lose lose my way or just I don't know, just seem to be out of favour. And then I think I'm a bit of a luxury player, really. I'm sort of the player where I don't think, if things are going well, I'm very good for you. But if, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, I've always been a bit of a luxury. I don't know where to play me. I'm not really a standard centre midfielder. I'm more of a sort of in behind the strikers or a bit more of a flair player. So I guess, and yeah, when teams are in a bit of a battle or, or it's, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just that sort of player that's not really there for longevity, unfortunately. Mm. Well, but, I mean, you've done all right anyway. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah. Right, then you rejoined former club Hungerford Town uh, and you then moved to Belgium for a short period of time for, um, what are they called? Yeah. Montenegro? No. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, yeah. whatever they're called. Um, yeah. Did you stay there long? I was there for a year, year, year and a bit. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was, it was definitely a, a change of culture and a bit of a shock um, playing abroad, but... The language barrier is hard. They speak French. French there. They're very. They're a French-speaking part of Belgium, and I found that quite hard because they're quite. Without being really rude, they were quite. If you didn't speak very good French, it was very hard to. Yeah. To live there, really. They made it quite uncomfortable for some of the English lads that were there. I had three or four English lads playing for our team, and we we found it quite hard living in Belgium. Really? Um, the language barrier, but experience. Played against some good teams. Played against Royal Standard Liège and Antwerp uh, Anderlecht in a few other clubs so it was, it was good good experience yeah. but I wouldn't recommend living in Belgium English. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we went to, we went over to Antwerp that time which you mentioned earlier and uh, yeah. at the time well you know I was I'm sort of like a uh, a child of the 60s in so much as uh, I was around in the 60s and uh, I was well into pirate radios at the time and uh, right. one of the pirate radios one of the well known ones Radio Veronica was parked up or, or you know, moored in uh, Antwerp Harbour. So I remember we were walking around with Gary and everybody and uh, I thought, Christ, uh, Radio Veronica over there. So, so, so went over and got on board the ship and one thing or another, which was quite a... Uh, I liked it anyway. Everybody else thought I was completely mad, I think. But, uh, that's you know, <laughs> you, you get these little, little fads sort of thing and I wasn't that old at the time. So there you go. That's my excuse anyway. More music now and this time we've got... Broken Stones by Mr. Paul Weller. Mm-hmm. 
Like pebbles on a beach Kicked around, displaced by feet stones right so now in 2010 um suddenly you decided to move to australia that's a pretty monumental decision to make on the cuff how come that you know what, what brought that about um just uh yeah just fancy the change of lifestyle really got to the stage where i wasn't playing full-time football i come out of playing full-time um realized i had to get a job which i'd never really enjoyed um <laughs> all i ever, ever knew was Really, so I find it hard. I've worked for Virgin actually, Virgin Holiday Cruises. Yeah. Um, just I was with with my ex, well, about for about six exes ago at the time. Um, yeah. and she wanted to go traveling to Australia, so it was always her, it was her dream to go to Australia for a year. So she was always going to plan to do that before I met her. So that was something that she had on her on the cards. Yeah. And then when she she was doing that, I, I thought that wouldn't be a bad idea for me to sort of go and change my lifestyle, play play in Australia for a bit maybe, do a bit of coaching out here. So it basically planned to be a six months six month to a year thing where we, I just came out here and 
just give it a go and just sort of just have a, a big a big holiday really more of a long holiday than a an actual change of actual proper big move i didn't think didn't plan to be out here for longer than a year really initially and and where did you end up in australia uh to start with i was in sydney i had a friend who lived in sydney uh who i knew from swindon when i was in, um, back when i was living in swindon um and he told me to, he'd been telling me to come out for years said when i stopped playing football like seriously he sort of said to come out here and lifestyle's amazing and it's just a beautiful place to live so i've been listening to him for years and just kind of never really thought about it and then when my girlfriend my girlfriend at the time wanted to come out here for tra to travel I, I got in touch with him and said um i'm gonna i'm thinking about coming to australia and he, he said to come and stay with him i went and stayed with him for a bit in sydney um played played football for a team in sydney sydney called um Manly, Manly United for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I was just living, yeah, living in Bondi, having a great time. And the rest is history, really. Yeah. I ended up going to a place called Port Douglas, which is where I live now, near or near where I live now. And I just fell in love with the place. It was like paradise to me, coming from England. It was just beautiful. Palm trees everywhere and yeah. beaches, sun. It's just perfect. perfect. So, so what's, what's Bondi Beach like there? Really. What's what's Bondi Beach like then? Bondi Beach is great. It's amazing. It's a, it's a it's a great place. It's just yeah. I mean, beautiful sand. You have got the, the sea's great. The great surf. If you like surfing, it's wonderful. It's just um, a lot of hot, a lot of hot girls, a lot of, a lot of good looking people. Yeah, it's just a beautiful place. It's a really good vibe. Really good, really good vibe. Very beachy. It's just well, like yeah. Don't you have to watch out for great white sharks and things over there, though? Do um, but it's very rare. And there's people watch. It's like the lifeguards have, have towers where they can. There's a shark in the water. They, they can see it from a while. From like, they let you know. You basically get a warning. It's, it's big. This big siren sounds, yeah. and everyone gets out of the water. But and it's, very, it's very rare that you get attacked. Very rare that you get a shark attack. Really, especially near the near the beach. It's more yeah. sort of in in the sea, right? Yeah. Better tell that to that bloke that copped it a few weeks ago. Then. That's happened, yeah. Someone in Cairns died recently as well from a shark, shark bite, but it's very rare. Mm. The way I see it is you're in there doing me. It's your fault. If you choose to go in the water, in the sea, then at your risk, at your risk be it, really. It's their, yeah. it's their, it's their land. Well, it, would so put, I, I, it, would, I it would put me off straight away, I'm afraid. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but where I live is even worse. It's crocodiles. Crocodiles? Not in the sea. Where I live, there's yeah. Where I live in the sea, there's um, in Cairns, there's, there's crocodile, there's crocodiles that can kill you, obviously, and then there's je jellyfish that can also quite dangerous. Tiny box jellyfish, another jellyfish that can irrigate you. I think it is where I live. Yeah, I live in tropical Queensland, where it's a lot of lot of um, dangerous stuff in the water. Yeah, I stick to the swimming pool. Yeah, bit. sounds more like it. Um, mm. My brother lives in uh, in Melbourne, and. Uh, I must admit, I didn't realise that you know you had those sort of uh, dangers in the sea. And I mean, I is Melbourne on the coast? I'm not sure it is, isn't it? Melbourne, this um, no, not really. Well, not really. No, it's not it's not much sea in Melbourne. There's basically one, I think only one beach. Right. Um, Melbourne's more mainland, but it's yeah, Melbourne's great. It's more like London. Melbourne reminds me of London, really. It's just very busy. It's a, yeah. it's a nice place. Lots of culture too, but it's not. Like this, like where I live is very beachy and very sort of tropical, and yeah, Melbourne's a bit more mate, sort of um, mate, like yeah, a bit like London, very, very built up and very mm. uh, modern, yeah. Um, 
Now, I know for a fact that you've, you've suffered a little bit recently over there with, with the COVID restrictions, because uh, obviously I hear from my brother and his wife. Um, has it been difficult? Yeah. Um, they've had it a lot worse. Melbourne's been a lot, lot worse from where I live. It's not been too bad at all. We've had it pretty good, to be honest. We've had, um, had a bit of mask wearing lately, but other than that, it's not been too bad at all. You have to get jabbed, obviously. You have to, you have, to have your... Yeah. Trying to force... Forcing the vaccines, but other than that, we've had it pretty good. Um, I think we had maybe four or five weeks of lockdown overall, over the whole COVID yeah. thing, and that's been it. Oh, but Melbourne have had it really... Where your is it brother lives, let's see, your uncle, yeah. your brother? Brother, brother. It's, been very bad in Melbourne. Melbourne have had it the, probably the worst in Australia. They've had a lot of lockdowns. They've had a lot of um, yeah. I don't know why. It's just bit where I live. It's not been bad at all. I think mm. it's so hot. Where I live, the, the heat apparently kills kills the disease. Apparently, right. I've heard. Oh well, it doesn't survive in the heat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just strange. Well, it's still around over here. My 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 eldest son's picked it up already this week. Believe it or not, so. Alfred. And he's, he's managed to go for nearly two years without picking it up. And then right at the end, he goes and gets it. So, you know, it's just the way it is. It's not too bad at the moment, by all accounts, anyway. You guys are out of all the restrictions now, aren't you? You're out, you're out of the restrictions yes. and out of the... Way. Yeah, basically we are. But, uh, it, well, we are. But most people, for example, my, my, my son's sort of... He's he's going to isolate himself for a week just to be on the safe side because he doesn't want to be, yeah. you know, be responsible for spreading it around, really. But it's... Uh, yeah, you know, everybody's sort of re more relaxed about it for certain, but you know, we yeah. just we just hope we yeah. carry on. I mean, we've got got something else to worry about now with that idiot in Russia. But um, <clears throat> but um, but anyway, going back to football, which we we weren't. Yeah. So you're 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 over in Australia now with your girlfriend. You're having a nice time on Bondi Beach, posing all the time. I expect knowing you, and um, so did you get to play, you know, professional football over there? Uh, I'm not professional, no. When I came here, also, I was a bit older. So I think I was 39. No, sorry, not 39. 29 when I came out here. Hmm. Um, but I, was, I, just, I just wanted to play um, decent. I was getting paid good money. I was getting paid pretty well. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't professional. It wasn't full time. No. The A there is the. A playing, I was playing in the league below. It's called the National Premier National Premier League. It's called. Um, it's like the feeder league to the A League. Yeah. Um, yeah, the money was good, and that's, that's all I did for a while. I just just played football for, for the first six months to a year. Then I realised I, I wanted more, wanted more money, so I ended up getting getting a job as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played I played at a good, quite a good level out here, which was which wasn't bad. But um, no, I kind of got to the stage where I was getting too old to keep playing seriously. I just wanted to do something else in my life. Mm. Needed a, a plan, for a new career. So in July fifteen, uh, two thousand fifteen, you launched the Jamie Goslin Football Academy. The largest football yeah. academy in Cairns for boys and girls aged two to sixteen. Right. So, how did this all come about? Um, I've always done coaching. I've always um, done coaching alongside my football. When I even when I played for Bath City in the early days, I was I had a coaching business with one of the one of the other players, um, Sammy Allison, who's now now referee actually. Yeah. He's now referee in the Premier League. Me and him started the football business coaching, and I've always done it. I've always enjoyed working with kids, and I love passing on. Do you know what I mean my wisdom and stuff? I guess and um, yeah, so I've always wanted to do coaching, and it's just something that I sort of fell into here. Really, uh, I was working for one of the teams I was playing for as a youth development officer. So there was, was a role there. I had to get sponsored. I had to find a way to get sponsored to stay in stay in the country. And there was a club that wanted me to play for them. So one of the deals was if I played for them, I'd, I'd work for them as well. Yeah, and they'd, they'd sponsor me to keep me out here, keep me in Australia for. For longer, obviously, because otherwise, if you don't if you don't get sponsored within two years, you have to go back to England, basically. Oh right. So you can't find a 
we have to get sponsors, someone has to, you have to add value somewhere. You have to try and add value to a company or show that you're giving back to the country. Yeah. I got sponsored for them as a coach, which I enjoyed doing. I, I, I ran their development for a while. Um, and then I just found that it was the club wasn't doing things very well. They weren't very professional in some of the stuff they were doing. And I just felt I could do it, do it a lot better myself. I thought I'd start my own. Some of the a couple of the parents I coached, I coached some of the kids privately, and their parents had said to me that you should start your own thing, and we'd back you, and we there's a lot you got a good reputation weight from what, doing all the coaching, and got a good database of kids. So why don't you start your own business? Which is yeah. what they helped me do. They helped get set up, start the website, and that was it. Really, the rest is history. I just I launched the the academy, and then within the first six months, I'd probably had about 100, 100 kids on the books. Mm. Right, more music again, and this time it's Follow the Sun by Xavier Rudd. Take a stroll to the nearest water's edge 
Xavier Rudd and Follow the Sun. You make it sound very easy, but I'm I'm assuming there must have been a few hiccups. There must have been a few problems along the way before you got to, uh, you know, as established as you appear to be now. Um, you know, did you come across many problems that you were trying to set up? Not not initially. Um, there have been since. I mean, academies aren't really liked by the federation anymore. It's, it's got harder as I've got more successful. Actually, when I first started, I think they weren't too bothered. No one was too bothered about me. Um, but now the football federation don't don't seem to like academies. They try and stamp them out because I guess they're taking money away from the federation. They want to do their own, their own programs and make, basically make have the monopoly of have the monopoly of the whole area basically and have all the kids do their whatever they want to, the yeah. kids to do basically but academy they, they do try and make it hard for academies now where they try and stop clubs giving us venues or they, they try and they try and basically take all the kids away but it's been it's been pretty good for me i've, I've had a good reputation and I've, we just work hard at what we do we love what we do and make sure we do it to a good to do a really good job and make sure it's it's done properly, do you know what I mean? And we obviously care about what we do. I have the best coaches. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for them to get rid of me, really. We've yeah. got to the stage where we're pretty big now. Yeah. It's how, good. how many kids have you got sort of, you know, roughly in, enrolled now then? Roughly about 200, 250, I'd say. Have you? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And it's, it's keeping you in, in the manner you've become accustomed, isn't it? Sorry? It's keeping you in the manner you've become accustomed? Yeah, it is definitely definitely a living. Yeah, I'm probably making more out of this than I did from football. Yeah, oh, well. but, uh, gone well. I love it. I love what I do as well. I um, enjoy it. It's not really a job. Tell me a little bit about Cairns then. I mean, what's what's that's where you live now. I mean, that's on the coast, is it? Yeah, it's the far, it's like I say, far, far north Queensland. It's a very very tropical place. Um, lots of palm trees, lots of water holes, and nice like. Waterfall. It's very, very beautiful place. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's it's quite quite small. It's quite a small place, but um, yeah, I love it. It's got everything you'd want, really. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's very relaxed. No traffic, for instance. It's, it takes sort of fifteen minutes to get across to get across town. There's not there's enough going on without being being boring. It's, I mean, it's still night. There's still some nice bars. There's still nightclubs. There's mm. still restaurants, cafes. It's everything you'd want, really. And you, you're not married, back. are you? You just just, no, I'm actually no. just playing the field as that expression used to go. Well, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not found the, not found the one yet. Not found the one. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. So, um, you know, do you do you envisage staying in in Australia now, sort of permanently, or do you think you'll ever come back to England? Uh, 
Um, no, I definitely plan to stay here permanently. I, I see. I love the lifestyle now. I do find when I went back to England, it's great. I do miss the people. I miss the English people. I miss my friends and family. Yeah. I don't. I don't miss the lifestyle. I don't miss the country really. I don't. Mm. I think the lifestyles. It's just so much, so much better here for what I, for what I want anyway. It's just more, more me. Do you know what I mean? It just it suits me better. It's just a much better way of life for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you've you've only got to look out the window here, and it's sort of you know we're we're what, early March, and it's freezing cold. The sun's out, but it's freezing cold. Um, yeah, and I, I you know, the older you get, like I am now, the the worse you you miss the you know the heat, and you want the the heat to come back. Cold, yeah, I I feel the I cold something one. awful. Right, last musical track coming up, and this time it's called Nostalgia, and it's by a band called Arizona. Okay, fine, maybe I'm just a little nostalgic Cause the memories are flooding my mind, maybe I can't stop it I know I said I wouldn't call, but I'm breaking my promise Cause the memories are flooding my mind, maybe I can't stop it Someone else, mm. but sometimes I still remember what you said and how it felt. Okay, fine, maybe I'm just a little nostalgic. Is the memories flooding my mind? Maybe I can't stop it. I know I said I wouldn't call, but I'm breaking my promise. Is the memories flooding my mind? Maybe I can't stop it. called Arizona and the track was called Nostalgic. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that now. I've climatised this weather. I went back to England three or four years ago. I took, I took the academy kids 
we did a, we did a tour of England and Spain. So I took I took the academy kids, not all of them, but I took about thirty of the kids on an England and Spain tour. We went to all the all the Premier League grounds, Man United, England, uh, sorry, Man United, um, Tottenham, Chelsea, all those clubs, and all, all Barcelona, Real Madrid. It was amazing. Yeah. But when we stayed, so cold, it was so dark, and I just after about two or three weeks, I was ready to come back. I just so great seeing my friends and family. I miss miss my family, but. I didn't. I say I didn't enjoy the cold. I didn't enjoy the darkness. It just felt like it was quite depressing after being in Australia. Without being rude, I just didn't, yeah. didn't enjoy the lifestyle at all. No, well, <clears throat> I could imagine it because you know, as I say, it's all right. England's nice when it's warm and sunny, but you know, yeah, the, the trouble is oh, our summers are so, you know, they're so short these days that you just, uh, it's, you know, it's yeah. awful. Um, Pass you by, yeah. You miss it really. So, so what plans yeah. have you got now for? Um, the academy. I mean, you know, do you, any any sort of expansion plans? Are you going to make it bigger or diversify in uh, any way? Not necessarily. So I'm quite comfortable with how it's going. But um, we already have expanded in a way. We, we are going to we're going a bit further afield now. We're going to different areas. I've got academy set up now in it's not far away, but it's about half an hour drive. We got we got academies there. So I've got I've got three or four different academies now across this area yeah um so yeah you can, i could keep expanding but i just i'm i don't want to sort of like sacrifice the quality either do you know I, mean? I want to make sure if it's if it's done right it needs to be set up pro- properly everywhere i don't want to just do franchises and have people run it that do a bad job and give me a bad name i'd rather make sure it's all it's all legitimate it's all above board it's all ran very well so at this stage i'm quite i'm quite happy with how it's going it's a, it's a good point now where i'm making we're making enough money it's successful it's obviously working the kids are the kids are getting better so there's no need to really go too too much further with it, really. I'm quite happy. Well, you must have been getting a bit desperate getting Fozzie over. Yeah. <laughs> he lives with me, actually, downstairs. He's downstairs. Is he? Oh, well, no wonder he... I just rung him. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's a good Fozzie. I just rung him when I was having trouble getting oh, your number. Yeah, I thought, oh, I'll ring Fozzie because he's been oh. over to see him. Well, he's, he's over there permanently, is he, or what? Oh, not permanently. He's been here for... What's it now? Probably like a couple of months. Yeah. Um, six weeks, eight weeks. Long yet. He's, he's enjoying it. Yeah, he's um, finding the heat hard. This, this is different for him, but he's, he's loving it. He's doing a lot of coaching. and He's great with the kids. He's, he loves, he loves his football for us. He's, a, yeah. he's always loved the game. And I've, I've got on well with him. I knew Bath City days and Yeovil days as well. I've always got on well with Foz. Um, so, yeah, it was great when he said that he was interested in coming over for a bit. It's more of a, I think for him it's more of a temporary thing. He's just going to come out for a year or so. And then um, see what happens from there. But I think he's just going to come out for a year. Uh, no, it's interesting because, you know, as I say, I thought, well, uh, he's been over there to see him. Because I just assumed he'd come over for a couple of weeks holiday or something, you know. So, of course, I rang him and left a message on his phone, but he hasn't rung me back. Well, that's obviously why, because he's over with you, which is, uh, yeah. He's, um, he's actually coming back to you. He's coming back in end of March. At the end of this month, he's going back to Yeovil for a bit, um, see his family and see Beth and that. And then, He's going to come back out uh, in April, May, and then stay safe till December. And then, so yeah, so he's coming. He's basically helping me this year. Um, but he's, yeah, as I was say, I, I recommend it to anyone. Really, it's, it's great to, to see a different country and change change your lifestyle a little bit. If, if that's what what you want in your life, and you're looking for something different, then Australia's a hell of a hell of a place to come. Really yeah, I, 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 th- I think the trouble mm. with Australia for me personally, I'd love to come. I really would love to come, but. I don't think I can handle 24 hours on an aeroplane. That would just do my head in completely. Um, I hate the first part of it. 
That is the worst part. Yeah. Mm. Is that that's that's the problem. It's worth right? it. It's worth once you hit, once you hit. I mean, I ought to because my, my brother, my brother's over there. He's got dementia, and you know who knows how long he's got. And I ought to come over and see him. But like I say, I just the thought of having to go on an aeroplane for all that time, I'd do my head in. It really would. But yeah. you know, I feel safe. I only see my my family as well. I only see my mum and my dad. And I need to see them before so they get they're getting older as well. I feel I feel exactly the same. But it is it's a it is a big it's a big um, big responsibility, big move to to do the flying. It just yeah. feels like it feels such a feels quite daunting really to do the flying and then just the cost as well to stay there three or four weeks yeah yeah my my business hard as well it's hard to to leave my business for three or four weeks without anyone being here without anyone running it well the cost yeah i I, I plan to come back i was going to say the cost wouldn't be that much of a problem because we'll just come and crash on your place so that's all right yeah that's fine yeah got got space here But uh, no, it's unlikely to happen, I think. But we will, yeah, we, we will see. We will see. Well, look, um, Jamie, it's been really good catching up with you again after must be twenty. No, it must be more than twenty yeah. years. Because let's have a look. Where was the date? You were at Yeovil, yeah. two thousand and four. So yeah, eighteen years. Eighteen years. God, it's a long time, isn't it? How Crazy. time flies when you're having fun, eh? It does. <laughs> That's been asked to come back to Yeovil. Gawley asked me to come back for that. That Yeovil Legends game against Southwest. That's right, yeah. Kevin yeah, Gould. Yeah. Back. I might try and come back for that. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way if I can do that as well. So I may see you see you sooner. Well, that would be knows. great if you do. Um I know yeah, they've, they've had a lot of problems. Obviously COVID came right in the middle of it, which completely mucked things up, you know. Um but the all the uncertainty yeah. about the ownership of the football club is not helping. Um because no, but... I, I gather the the guy that um that owns it, you know. One minute it was okay for them to do this game, and the next minute it wasn't. So I, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not close enough to it, sort of thing, uh, you know. But, um, but yeah, no, okay. it'd be good to see you back if okay. you do come back. Yeah, I'll let you know. But yeah, I'm hoping to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, thanks very much for coming on the show, mate. Really do appreciate it. We've got one more thing to do before you disappear. Um, I need you to sure. pick up five tracks in a minute, but uh, we'll do that in a second. So you know, thanks for coming on. Best of luck in Australia and best of luck, obviously, with the Jamie Goslin Footballing Academy. I hope it's ultra successful for you. And um, Oh, by the way, did you know that you're worth £1.5 I didn't know that, no. Well, I was... You, you, I went, according I, to who? I, I, I don't know. I went on the internet and uh, there was a thing and it said, um, uh, Jamie Goslin Football, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it said hmm. net, net worth, um, um, personal you know, how tall you were and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I thought, how the bloody hell would they know that? So I went on it, and sure enough, it said, yeah. you're worth yeah. 1.5 million, mate. So Wow, they cut that number fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, oh, well, I'll take, but I don't think that's true. I think I'd probably be half of that. But, yeah, anyway, well, it's, it's good to good to hit. It's going well. That's yeah. Good, yeah it's, well, it must be, um, if you're worth 1.5 million. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> equally, that's why... Or a lifestyle choice. That's why I'll come over and I won't have to worry about it, you know, because I know you're worth 1.5 million. So, show me. You got the gist. I'm buying drink. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm buying. Definitely, you're around. I'll tell you that. Fozzy will vouch for me. Looking after Fozzy. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Anyway, listen, mate. Thanks for that. Um, Catch up with you again, hopefully, sooner than maybe we expect. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, there you go. That was Jamie Goslin over in Cairns in Australia. And it was good to catch up with him again. Sorry if the line was a little bit crackly at times, um, but that's 
that's modern technology today. Thanks for joining us. Join us again another time. This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a blue. And you've been listening to the In Conversation programme with A.D. Hopper. Make sure you join us every week here on Three Valleys Radio. Take you out of this place, someone.